Hello, All Beer Inside listeners. Here is our second weekly episode of one of our previous interviews in the audio-only format here for your ear holes. This is the audio from episode 101 of the YouTube show, which was originally released on October 29th, 2021. You could subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, the brand new TrendingTopicsNetwork.com, and most other listing avenues for this podcast. We also kindly ask you rate, review, subscribe, and leave comments to wherever you're getting this wonderful sound. Please enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All Beer Inside. Today we are in Kenswick, Ontario area uh, at Turkey Shoe Brewing, and joining us today is co-owner and head brewer, Kyle. Hi, guys. Hi, thanks for, thank you very much for taking time in your schedule to speak with us about Turkey Shoe brand and the beers and uh, your beer adventure, as we'll call it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, thanks for coming. Really appreciate you guys stopping here. Yeah. You brought me in some delicious looking beers to try. What's uh, number one I'm doing? The here? first one you're gonna have is our Cedar Bray Cream Ale. Uh, it's likely the lightest beer we have on tap because uh, yeah, there are a lot, of, a lot of questions come and one of the first ones is, what do you guys have that's light? So I went with uh, a cream ale. So yeah, it's uh, nice and fresh and well, you can enjoy, crushable. What's the alcohol on this? Uh, it's actually a little bit off style, it's 6%. Whoa. Yeah, okay. a little off style. <laughs> um, uh, as we do on the show, we do a toast. Toast, so, Cheers. A toast. There we go. That does not taste like a 6% beer. Right? <laughs> mm. I'm drinking Revenge of the Pine. Uh, this is our 7.3 uh, West Coast style IPA. Yeah. Uh, uses all Hayho hops, so big Centennial Chinook notes in there, so nice. really nice. Yeah, that's... Surprisingly, like like you said, when you said six and I tasted them, no. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, you guys, the way you can hide alcohol now is is mind blowing. So awesome. So Kyle, what's the beer story? Uh, where did it start and where you are now? Oh man, so we we started this business as a, a homebrew basement operation uh, in Etobicoke. Me, uh, my fiance Jacqueline, and a friend of ours, Brennan, just kind of s- devoted every weekend. Um, a couple years ago to brewing every single weekend and learning new styles and we just kind of started that dream and started saying like hey let's uh let's maybe keep this going and let's see if there's a spot for us like in the industry and we we went towards Grand Bend first and uh after trying to go after this little diner uh it all kind of crashed and burned and we kind of that was one of those moments where it's like do we keep going do we do we kind of give up? And we just decided to keep pushing through. Um, we, Jacqueline then proposed her hometown of Georgina and we started kind of humming and hawing at that. We started doing a lot of research, seeing there's no brewery up here. Uh, it's a big healthy demographic, uh, mixed demographic of people, age, everything. So we, uh, we decided to start poking around. We found this little space. It used to be a, uh, a furniture display store. Uh, yeah, we took uh, this space over in November and uh, yeah, I guess we've just been building from there and we've been open now for about five months. So November pre-pandemic or no, like prime pandemic? Yeah, prime. Okay. Prime. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, it blows my mind that each and every time we speak to one of you guys who opened up during the pandemic, I'm like, how, like, you know, obviously it's months of plans ahead and I'm sure you already had the plans to open a brewery prior to the pandemic. And you're like, you know what, we gotta, we gotta do this like this is our passion. Let's, let's go. So. Yeah, it was, it was one of those things, like you said, it's, it was a tough time, but we just decided, like, this is what we want to do, and, like, the, the, the storm will clear, so we just got to keep pushing forward and just be positive and optimistic that, like, we are doing something that we, we really do love. So. Yeah. I mean, you guys have a strong word of mouth from uh, social media. Like, I discovered your, your team because of other beer, Ontario beer influencers, like, saying, like, hey, Turkey Shoot, these guys are come, upcoming, they're going to be awesome, check them out, and so it's like, I'll oh, follow, and watching your journey with the renovations and then this patio being created, it's like, you guys, 
I can see you guys as a team are very passionate about what you're doing, so it's great. Well, thank you. Yeah, it uh, it's it's pretty pretty unique to get to work with your significant other, and everyone always has their mixed reviews of how that goes, and we obviously have our days, but it's uh, it that's one of my favorite parts about this is that we've built this place uh, together. So that's awesome. I, I love hearing that, and you know, it is a team effort in the end, and you guys are when you think about the ultimate team. So <laughs> thanks. So it's, it's awesome. it means a lot. Now, obviously, besides the pandemic, any other kind of major difficulties when it came to like financing or location or things like that, kind of roadblocks and difficulties creating I, Turkey Shoe? I think most most brewery owners will say they all struggled with like certain aspects of the township, like just kind of introducing a new business to them. It, kind of that whole endeavor was just really tough to get through those hoops. But finally, we got through those and uh, now we're rolling. But again, it's just the, the little leaps and bounds you got to take to get through zoning and then they got to come and inspect your building make sure all your stuff is uh, kind of in line and safe and everything so that was it was a, and it's a first time we've never opened a building so yeah. to, to start from scratch and just have a blank slate it, it was a lot so that to, that was one of the other hurdles for sure yeah i was keswick very welcoming to hey please come on in at first i'll be honest not really but we kind of just kept whittling away at them and we knew a couple people uh Jacqueline knew the former mayor here so she kind of reached out to him and uh he got the ball rolling on a few things and then they changed a, a few things for, to allow our business to operate here and now they've been nothing but supportive and uh that's that's something I've really seen with this community is now that we are here and they kind of get it they're like okay well this business is actually doing good things do you find in the area because obviously there's kind of houses like almost right behind us mm -hmm. and uh, there's a lot of businesses along the main road here do you have kind of a mix of both where people leave and work come for happy hour go home <laughs> we love our regulars we have regulars that come they call it their turkey thursdays they'll come for fridays and saturdays we have uh, cody's tacos that come here so we do we there's nothing more uh delightful to see people coming back week after week to just sit in the patio and join their friends and and a lot of them live close, so they can have that extra beer, you know? They're walking distance. We hear that a lot. They're like, oh, we're really excited that you're within walking distance now because we just have to go across town and have beers yeah. at Boston Pizza or something. <laughs> Turkey shoot, super original. How'd you guys come up with that? So uh, the, the spot that we were first looking at in Grand Bend, it was this little diner, and it was beside a monstrous turkey farm. Um, and the saying a turkey shoot is kind of, it's taking advantage of an obvious situation which opening a brewery in Ontario is absolutely nothing like a turkey shoot. So with like our first endeavor crashing and burning and like all the struggles we had, we, we kind of like threw that name out kind of like one of those things to keep reminding us that this is always a grind and like no matter what we do is nothing about this is easy and it's just our like we're just we're always cheeky with our humor and as you can see our logo is kind of cheeky yeah. it was just something fun and we we stuck with it and people love the name now so it's just stuck and we we, we really like the name i think it's kind of fun uh, seeing the label it reminds me of that simpsons uh, halloween horror episode <laughs> where it's like the big turkey who attacks like the the great pumpkin and oh here enjoy this turkey it's like you cook my brother no oh, revenge. <laughs> yeah, people love the fact that he's shooting a hop, and we've named our little mascot Kevin. So yeah. uh, he's now rocking, if you see on the glass, uh, Keswick dinner jacket, all green. So <laughs> the town loves that too. You uh, mentioned pre-show you will be kind of rebranding Kevin? Yeah, so our first uh, look at Kevin on uh, the can here, he's in uh, kind of like a pilgrim's outfit. And just with things going on, we didn't want anyone to think we were kind of insensitive to the, yes. the tragedies that are happening. So, mm -hmm. and it was it was honestly just kind of a fun little image when you when you when you search Turkey on images, most of them come up dri dr kind of dressed like that. 
So we wanted to take the steps to change that and make sure that uh, we were kind of more uh, tuned to this town. And mm -hmm. the Keswick dinner jacket is a joke here. Everyone says, as soon as you move to Keswick, check the closet. There's likely a dinner jacket in there for you. So we, uh, we made the steps. We changed Kevin. He's rocking a dinner jacket and, and everyone just absolutely loves it here in uh, Keswick. So it was uh, just a change we decided to make. And uh, it's just we're slowly, slowly kind of turning that brand over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the Loggerdale is kind of your main can right now. People are coming in to grab, yeah, obviously. Yeah, that's our only can that we have currently. Okay. Um, and then the rest of the stuff, as you saw inside, uh, you'll see later, we have uh, 10 taps and, and two seltzers. So I like to keep most of the stuff in here, but we do have one LCBO SKU. Um, with kind of the pandemic, we weren't really sure what to expect and how if we'd be able to open. So we mm -hmm. kind of went that venture. It's a little unorthodox, obviously, for a startup to have a SKU, but we just made the steps. It's doing fantastic locally, so we're, we're really excited. That's good. I'm assuming most sales are based out of Toronto since you guys are only an hour south. Yeah, so we have, uh, I think we're in like 30 spots now and there's it's kind of all around Lake Simcoe because of the can. We mm -hmm. felt like that was kind of a, a, an easy one to kind of get up, up to Aurelia and around that area. Um, so yeah, we're just kind of spreading the love and it seems like it's landing. It's a nice, easy drinking beer. So there's nothing, nothing scary about that product. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you're, like I said, your social media is fantastic. I'm sure you've had people drawn from, you know, uh, this week we met uh, Oshawa beer guy Bob, who we interviewed previously. Great dude. He spoke about you. Uh, Brew <laughs> Review Phil spoke about you guys as well. So I'm sure Great you just dude. get everybody coming up from Toronto who can now, who have access to a vehicle or, or a designated driver, because I can't picture myself taking the go bus all the way up here. Yeah. But that's that's myself. So uh, it's you guys seem very popular in like the Toronto, Oshawa, Ajax kind of, let's say Toronto, Durham, and Ham even uh, Drunk Pokeroo out of Hamilton, I've ever mentioned you guys. So. Oh, well, that's really cool. Yeah. It's just, that's, and that's what you, were, you and I were talking about earlier before we started here, is that this, this industry is something that is just so uplifting that if you ever need help, you can talk to an influencer, a brewer, an owner, anything. You can just give them a call and they will, they'll give you the info you need or, or point you in the right direction to where you need to be. Because we're pretty new at this and like this is... This is not a, an easy venture. I'm sure most uh, other brewery owners can attest. It's a pretty unbelievable grind, but uh, no, the community in this industry is on is just unreal. You can never not get help. It's just great. Uh, I I love hearing that you guys help each other, and that's super super important. Is uh, it's the same thing when you know the pandemic hit for us. It's well, where are we going to take the show? And Phil, who's behind the camera, is like, hey, what about? Uh, We'll talk to influencers like we're supposed to. I'm like, oh, yes, and Zoom and technology. And thank God we have the technology we have now versus when I was 20, 22 years ago. That would suck. <laughs> so mm -hmm. no, you know, I can't good. imagine having dial up and trying to be on a video chat. <laughs> <laughs> it just wouldn't work, eh? No. Yeah. And, uh, Don't pick up the phone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, more of you guys, I know in Ontario and Quebec uh, and Alberta, I've heard of good things, is more craft breweries have opened during the pandemic that closed. Which that's, is mind blowing. That's great to hear, yeah. and that means that it's the same thing we were talking about. It's those, it's the brewery owners that just know that at some point, if we all do our part, we're gonna finally get through this. And like that's there's there's I can name a bunch that have just done so amazing during this time, and I just I my hats off to them too because it was uh, it was not easy. And yeah. I'm sure you've heard it from most breweries that opened or were in that slam during the pandemic. It was. It was tough. It was yeah, a lot. No, we, uh, I'm pretty sure we interviewed Third Moon like just after they were finally allowed to have. Yeah, and they're doing just unbelievable indoors, stuff. So yeah, it's... they're doing great stuff. Those guys, uh, they did well, and uh, they're doing uh, even better now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really happy for them. Um, yeah, a few others. Uh, I think Broken Rail out in St. Mary's opened mm -hmm. just not too long ago too. 
a friend of ours opened one in Grand Bend, Brewster's Mill. There's there's a bunch still kind of opening through this tail end of this pandemic. So, like again, hats off to all of them for just kind of sticking it out. Yeah, and I find most of us who who are craft beer drinkers believe in the science of craft beer. You know, uh, Aaron coined it. This is science and art put together. Uh, and so those of us we mentioned pre-show, it's like, well, you know, we're vaccinated, and you're like, yeah, me too. So. We're trying to keep you guys open while we're trying to keep ourselves safe. So we understand social distancing. And you said your patio was full yesterday, which is great. But you can only have a half a patio of 30 people. I'm sure when it opens more and you could have 60, 75 people. Yeah. You're really looking forward to that. And obviously you're indoor as well. You're going to have at some point. Yeah, yeah we're going to get so. it indoor. But we, like we said, we didn't feel like we, with the weather like it is, mm. like it's just too nice to sit inside. And we've all been inside for so long. So we do, obviously, when it starts... Uh, raining we'll we'll drag these barrels inside and set them up and mm-hmm. there's uh, there's enough space in there to, to distance and enjoy beers so um for now we're gonna stay out here and we're, we're fighting the, yeah we're fighting with the town to try to keep this because it's just a temporary patio but i'm trying to propose that i'm I, i've proven that this doesn't need to really go anywhere so yeah. we're hoping that we can keep the patio too <laughs> no we've been seeing it we we've seen you know uh, beyond the pale they had their big patio and then they also went down to the parking lot and they said yeah the city of ottawa is just like this brings us money do it so. Yeah, no, and that's what they need to do. This is like, this saved us. Being able to have people in the first opening stage outside at the patio was, we just started seeing people like come out and, and enjoy beer instead of just grabbing something retail because we didn't have a great retail option at yeah. the start. So we're, uh, we're a tap room. So yeah. you are coming along though, from what I've seen. So yeah. uh, like I saw you guys uh, hauling up the art piece the other day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was, media, yeah. So. If you you got to take a picture of that. It's pretty yeah. wild. We got gifted that. And uh, again, this town is amazing. I asked for four guys to help, and I ended up with like nine guys here. Again, all socially distancing. We had two guys on the ends, and yeah. then one guy holding the ladder. But it was it was so amazing to see that you ask for a couple, and you get an army. You know, yeah. it's just it was pretty pretty awesome. Payment a pint or two, and uh, I'm well, sure I mean, they're happy. So. I mean, payment in pints is a pretty easy one too, right? <laughs> pretty good influence. Hey, I need some help. Oh, help at the brewery. All yeah. right, all right, I'll be there. Yeah, I because I, like I remember you know being in my early twenties, it's like oh, you'd buy a pizza and a two four and. Now, the way my palate is, is a friend's like, ah, if you, well, first of all, we're all in our 40s, so everything's going to hurt the next week. It's, <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's like, yeah, just hire rumors, dude. <laughs> What's uh, beer number two I'm trying here? So that is a seltzer mm-hmm. made by the lovely Jacqueline inside. Um, so that is a hibiscus elderberry seltzer. So we do those on kind of a small batch, just kind of turn two different flavors kind of every week. Um, we knew that it was going to be a summer thing, so we'll do it for the rest of the summer, and people seem to be really latching on. And, uh, yeah, so that's oh, nice yes, and fresh, uh, eh? Yeah. A toast. Cheers. Cheers. And you. <laughs> wow. Uh, what is that? It's, it's almost like a popsicle, like a melted popsicle. That's, that's impressive. Yeah, hmm. she's done a really good job, and she's done that with a, that's a, tea infused seltzer okay. so she did a it's an elderberry and uh, hibiscus tea that she used mm. like five percent or so uh i think it's five five yeah, yeah i think it's five okay. five no it's we try to keep them around five yeah. five six ish it it feels like i'm i'm you know or uh i don't know if you had them in ontario but in quebec we have what we're called sip sacks uh basically juice in a bag that you just stab yeah, or like you a Capri off the Sun? <laughs> yeah so it tastes like one of those and i remember being a kid i would love those and that oh, was, that was just the best juice box the boozy version so. yeah no doubt right no Ooh. it's it's been a summer hit we we put wow. one on and as soon as uh jacqueline started doing new flavors and fresh flavors we had a couple hot days and we were just seeing like just everybody sitting around with seltzer 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 so we're just like oh might as well do it like people are enjoying them we have the ability to brew them so 
Yeah, no, dangerously crushable. I mean, <laughs> well, it's gone. Three sips. It's gone. So it's, <laughs> wow. Uh, so here we are, Jacqueline. Uh, as Kyle mentioned earlier, Jacqueline, I understand you worked mostly on the uh, Seltzer program here. I did, okay. I did, and it's been really interesting because you get to get very experimental with flavors, and I actually just did something totally different today um, that I just told Kyle about, but uh, I want to do a hop-infused seltzer, my first one, nice. so um, yeah, we're, we'll see how that turns out, and I might add some peaches to it as well. <laughs> well what made you decide to, like, obviously, for those who are in the wear and, uh, aware, and while we were talking, you were actually filming us for social media as well. What made you kind of follow that social media brand to, hey, seltzers are really popular, let's make some seltzers? Like, was that it or was there another Yeah, I think it was basically, it? yeah, just getting another option besides beer. Okay. Um, for the men and women. Mm -hmm. um, so I just think it's really important to, yeah, definitely have something other than beer, gluten-free people, yes. that sort of thing. And then it's still a good percentage of alcohol as well. Yeah, well, getting to try the elderberry and outside, uh, I mentioned to Kyle how it's uh, in Quebec, we have these things called sip sacks. They're uh, literally a bag of juice. And it brought me back to my like childhood, but a boozy version of it. When I was a young kid, I'm like, oh my God, I could drink a bunch of these. So it's, yeah, yeah. it's awesome. And it's great to hear that you, you've done something and you're obviously participating big time with your partner, Kyle. So uh, just keep going. That's always it. Oh so. yeah, I just I need to learn a whole lot more too. Yeah. There's always so much to learn, and I've only done four flavors so far. So um, I'm excited for my next one that I'm going to try. It's my Sicilian roots. Ooh. So <laughs> I'm excited to. Uh, I want to jokingly say that one. Yeah, I want to jokingly you mean like pasta and uh, sauce. <laughs> more. Yeah, it's it's going to be an almond Ooh. flavor self, uh, seltzer. So. Uh, Oh. I'm excited to, yeah, we used oh. to drink a, a, a sugar syrup mm -hmm. okay. called orzada. Nice. And as kids, so we'd put it over ice, and um, I'm going to see if that works in there. <laughs> Not oh. to give all my secrets yeah. away, but it'll I'm, be something along <laughs> those lines. <laughs> Unfortunately, those who don't live by won't be able to access it, but for those who are... Uh, and are within an hour drive and the influencers we followed who suggested we follow you. Mm -hmm. Come on and check them out when it comes out. So definitely yeah. check them out. So yeah, some of your names and labels are also very unique. Is that kind of like get together, throw them at the wall, see what sticks type of thing? No, or? so we aim to kind of, like, I guess pander is the word, but it's kind of not really, but we we're local driven. We're both small town people and this town has never had a brewery. And I think, think the people are really appreciating one that we've come here and brought this little industry. So we, thought it'd be cheeky to just start naming most of our beers after places in the town. So when people come here, if they're from Pefferlaw or Cedar Bray or they're from Sutton, they can be drinking a beer that they're like from. And we found that to really be effective. Everyone comes and they see the board, they start reading also. They're like, oh, I got to have the Sutton. Like I've been in Sutton for 20 years. I got to have my Sutton summer, you know? So yeah, we, we definitely play into that. And then some of the other ones we just kind of have fun with, like the Revenge of the Pine and the Ice Hut Stout, just that's our winter beer. Uh, that's number five, the last one you'll mm -hmm. try there. Um, that one's just kind of obvious. This place just turns into a crazy ice fishing town. So <laughs> we did Ice Hut Stout, kind of fitting name for <laughs> an ice fishing town. So. And, and the labeling, like that's pretty unique design, having kind of Lake Simcoe and, and the, the hop uh, as your d direction. So uh, that's actually, we got to give that to Jacqueline. Uh, she found a local guy that she knew when she was growing up and he uh, hand draws these kind of maps. So his name's Jordan. He does these for all different people, just custom maps. And 
Uh, we asked him to do one for us. He put a little, few little Easter eggs. So when you guys leave today, when you're looking at the can, <laughs> there's a few other breweries on there as little Easter eggs. So cool. it's uh, it's pretty neat, but a, a beautiful can. And again, nothing we do. We always try to support local. So some guy yeah. we can help do some artwork and and uh, put his name out there. Then I'd love to. So speaking of that, usually it's later on, but we'll get to that early. So somebody comes by drinks a bunch of beers, any kind of friends, if they have a designated driver, let's say even a bicycle, uh, and they're willing to really bike, friends in the area to try? Um, well, there are people that come from Newmarket up to here at our brewery. So like we always push them toward market brewing, which is a little bit further away, but then locally, um, some of the local restaurants that have been gracious to help us carry our product. We have one of our favorites is the Beach Lakefront. They've got a beautiful patio over there. Uh, Bailey's Homestead. Uh, John is a local gentleman, well-known, and he actually was the, the man that helped us launch our product. We had to kind of sell through him just because of the all the rules. Um, so he was another place, Bailey's Homestead, that launched our, our Pepper Law Pale Ale way back when we first launched our, our very first can. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, the community love is always important. And you're mentioning, like, you know, the they unique drawing, one of my local breweries, they just named their beers after the streets in the area and that's yeah, it. So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, and that's so what we're simple. doing, like uh, High Street, Hefeweizen yeah. is just a, a really popular street uh, in, in Sutton area, so. Yeah. yeah, you don't, you know, sometimes it's fun having those crazy unique names, personally, but if I were to ever have a brewery, I'd be more of a project manager than a brewer like yourself, <laughs> so if, like, I've got the names, I've got the ideas, I know what beer would go with what name, now yeah, it's like, yeah. well, now I need a brewer and I need staff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I also need thousands of dollars I don't have to create a brewery, so. <laughs> But yeah, hopefully one day we'll be coming along and uh, collabing with you guys. Speaking of which, how what collabs have you done? And then what collabs would you like to do? So local collabs, um, yeah. we've done three so far. We've collaborated with uh, a local uh, honey guy. His name's Chris. He runs a company called Hive Share. Um, and he infused our flagship hop from Clearwater, because we, uh, we always use Ontario hops into a honey so we have a hop honey that's pretty unique so he used wild turkey hops and he infused that into the honey um, we saw that here we also uh, do a coffee version of our stout with the local roaster uh, justin and amanda they're amazing with alpita um, and there's actually another everyone's been raving about coffee in the beer so i have another coffee beer on deck i'm just waiting for the revenge to to be done its uh, last keg uh, but yeah we do local collabs with them and then we also have uh, a local baker that comes and does these special cookies called Kevin cookies and she draws our turkey's head on these cookies and she sells them here too so those are local collabs and then in terms of like beer collabs yeah I don't know how much I'm allowed to talk about it we do have one that's kind of right now in the works and one coming up in September with a, mm -hmm. a couple breweries um, and then I have always wanted to do kind of a, a big tandem release with as many breweries that want to support Ontario hops and just do an all Ontario hopped beer release so like what we do is just find as many breweries that support local all growers all pick a different hop all brew a different ipa and just release it and just kind of say thanks to like all the growers for their endless uh work right now it's harvest season so those guys if you have them on on social it's just endless work those guys yeah. are doing so yeah it's crazy i, I know i watched a video once like yeah, i think it was in brazil or so, or peru or something where they were growing hops and they literally just kind of made their own truck that would just grab the hops, shake everything into the back of the mm -hmm. truck, and they're like, 
yeah, we had to create this because we can't pay a hundred guys picking them off vines every day. Yeah, so it's, yeah. The the life of a hop farmer looks very complicated. They are the hardest working people, and that's why we we pride ourselves in our brew on status. We have a little insignia; it's on the can. Mm -hmm. um, we will always use Ontario hops, and I don't think unless they run out and there's the odd hop we can't get, we'll even just say that this is one of our first. But we've brewed with Ontario hops from the start, and we will. We've worked with Tavistock, Hayho hops. Um, Backroads home. That's actually Phil's drinking the Sutton, and that's loaded with triple pearl from Backroads. Uh, and then Clear Valley was uh, is one of the big ones we've worked with too because we get their wild turkey. So um, just something we definitely will always do is is work with within the Ontario growers. It just seems like something we we should do if they're putting in all this work, and and I feel like we have the capacity to do so. Very cool. Any kind of dream brewery collabs, whether it be Ontario, Quebec, Canada, America, worldwide. Let's say you know that that ultimate collab that you'd love to do? I'll be honest, I've always wanted to go back and collab with one of my favorite brewers, uh, Jeff at Muddy York. Mm -hmm. um, I think he is just a wizard as a brewer. Uh, I jokingly used to call him the wizard of Muddy York. He's on my phone, is that? Uh, <laughs> hi, Jeff. No, great dude, super nice. He's helped me a great deal with my controller. I had a, a ton of problems running my controller at the start because I was so new to it all, and uh, he was great to call. So I would love to one day do a collab with Muddy York. That's always been uh, something I've wanted to do. Very nice. <laughs> so, Jeff, if you're here. <laughs> yeah, well, hopeful future interview. Uh, we tried to stick to kind of Durham uh, region this last big chunk of interviews, and Obviously, with how popular we are on social media, being an up-and-coming brewery, being another brewery that opened during the pandemic, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to shoot out a message to Kyle. You answered. You said, yep, come on up to Saturday, and boom. And an hour away is, we've traveled three to six hours for interviews, so just an hour away from our location is not a problem. And I appreciate it. It means, it really yeah. does. It means a lot for you guys to, to take the time to come up this way. Um, and it was no, no, no worries for us. It was yeah. uh, the patio set up, and beers are cold. Yeah, no, I, I'm glad we got to use the patio, you know, but it's... Air inside air conditioning is nice, but thankfully it's not plus 45. Like it's been yeah, the last few days it's so. been pretty bad. It would have, would have been a rough interview today at 45 degrees. Yeah, awesome. What's uh, number three I'm drinking? So number three is the Bitter Baldwin. So that's named after Jacqueline's hometown. She was born and raised in Audubon, uh, which is in Baldwin. So uh, that is a pretty unique. It's an IBA, so it's built like a brown ale, and okay. then it's hopped like crazy with uh, some hay ho hops again. Uh, another uh, Ontario grower, so uh, almost like an English bitter style. No, you're gonna get. It's gonna be like kind of a combination between a brown and a West Coast. Hmm. So it's gonna be bitter. Okay. <laughs> so let's uh, we'll do a toast. Cheers. Whoa, that is unique. Yeah, it's uh, it's a bit of a different style for sure. Wow, I'm getting like the the maltiness of brown, but I'm getting a little bit of the bitterness of like the hops. It's it's quite the change for, for it's a beer. It's a little me, bit so. different, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, this is one of my more favorite beers just because wow. it's not uh, it's not a I don't know a lot of places that do that kind of a build. Mm -hmm. um, and then again, we we have the advantage of uh, Ontario grown product in our uh, in our beer. So yeah, no, this is uh, I mean, whoa! Like I've never had kind of both those flavors on top. It's either I'm used to like a, an English bitter, which has become one of my more favorite styles. I don't know if it's my palate's developing that way now, but also like, oh, let's do two double IPAs and a triple IPA to end the night if I'm not driving. If I'm yeah, driving, then it's one regular IPA. Yeah. Well, my friends have multiple beers, and then I'll drink a glass of water, and if they have more, then I'll have maybe one more beer. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm an adult, and I like being responsible, and if I need to be the designated driver, I will be. It's just, you know, 
grow up. You know, there's no need to drink and drive anymore with the technology we have when it comes to Uber and all that stuff. It's, no, definitely not. Safety first. Uh, so obviously you're super very, very, very busy. Um, but let's say time comes around again, a whole lot less pandemic. A beercation you'd love to go on when you actually have the time to do it. Um, I would love to go to Ottawa, honestly. I know that sounds like not really like, I don't know. There's just a lot there that I've never tried. And that I living in Ottawa way back in the day when I wasn't really into craft, yeah. uh, I think it was, it, it just would be kind of fun to go. And it, it's, it's always been a fun city. I had a great time when I was there and I just know that there's a ton of craft beer there. So I think it'd be one of those ones where I like to get bang for my buck, you know, yeah. and I've, I know if I go to Ottawa, I can hit a ton of places. Um, so that would be one I think would I'd love to do. Um, a little more close to here, me and Jacqueline are, are trying to plan a little trip down to Second Wedge because we've never gotten to go down to Oxbridge. We've heard nothing but great things there too. So they've, uh, they've got a beautiful little patio from what I hear and uh, great beer. So I'd like to go down to, to have a little day trip down that way. <laughs> we don't get a lot of time for vacation, as I'm sure you know. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but when we do, yeah, I think Ottawa will be super fun. I'm sure it'll come. I'm sure it'll be, you know, oh, we can finally take a, va- you know, once you're fully staffed, once, like I say, there's lost pandemic and mm-hmm. you can have an assistant manager and like an employee, or you know, a beer mm-hmm. tender, as we call them. Yeah. Uh, having one of those and it's like, oh, me and Jacqueline can go somewhere for a week. Yeah. So. We're actually planning our first little getaway. We're going to our cottage, which is like three hours away on September 5th and 6th. So <laughs> that'd be nice to go see the folks, but yeah. Yeah, not, not too far, but we need to... Uh, we need to get away sometimes, girls. We'd go crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything kind of outside North America? Let's say you could. I like to say you win. You win the Lotto Max, and you could do anything. Arizona is a place. Uh, one of my dad's friends goes to, and he's raved about the the beer scene there in Arizona as well. So I would love to go there. I think she's hmm. wanted to go to Arizona to, and do some things that she knows about. So I think if she can be happy in Arizona, and I can drink a ton of Arizona beer, <laughs> I think we'd be uh, we'd be about great. <laughs> I think in almost a hundred episodes, I think you may be the first person who's ever said Arizona. Arizona, so, oh, yeah. there you go. It's uh, I don't hear that often. So. One question I like to ask most people is, uh, obviously, you're in a, a smaller town when you think about it. Uh, I'm sure the BMCs, the most cores are predominant here still, but you get one of those people who are like, oh, I I don't know about craft beer. Let, let me try something. What's that gateway beer you kind of try to push to push them right now? Like I said, I think for a lot of people, it's number four currently because we I I feel like everyone here who hasn't had a dive into craft they're They've primarily drank lagers um, or like some commercially made ales that generally don't drink the same as craft ales, I find. So I tend to push them if they're a little bit more adventurous. I like the Pefferlaw Pale Ale was the first beer I ever brewed. So it's kind of like an entry level pale ale where it's got a bit of zing from the hops but it's not like too much that it's an ipa so mm-hmm. um i think that those two are they're they're great because one kind of mimics a lager one kind of mimics like hoppy taste because that's you hear that a lot yeah. as a uh, a brewery owner we hear i want something that's not too hoppy and it's like okay well just uh stay away from these three yeah. <laughs> well they've also you know uh the big boys have deceived the mass crowds with you know their ads are like oh you want an easy drinking beer that's not to this. And it's like, well, these guys make them too. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's number five? So that number is, four, which is number five. <laughs> yeah. So that is the Ice Hut Stout. Okay. So it's kind of one of those things that was funny as seeing what we wanted to keep on tap. We were launching in the summer. Uh, everyone always says, I wonder if you should have a stout in the summer. We kept it on and it's been, uh, it's been a hit. It's super light. So that's, uh, 
That's one we'll keep around forever, and we have different variations of that. Oh, yep, Judy's yep. coming into the shot. This we is just, our greeter. Uh, we're meeting your uh, friend of uh, the brewery. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So what's the alcohol on this? Uh, that is 4.5. It's oh, okay. light, yeah. Toast. Cheers. Ooh. Very tasty. It's not like overpowering in the coffee or stuff. Okay, so... I'm like, it's a wasp. Oh, you're getting, getting hit by the beans. You're getting hit by my beans. <laughs> that didn't sound good. That didn't wow. sound good. Yeah. I'm growing purple beans. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually to go into a mash tun or whatever to give them a shot or... People keep joking that I should do like Kyle's Garden IPA because if you look around, <laughs> it is actually like our garden. We live in a little space, so we didn't have uh, anywhere to grow stuff. And being a, a green thumb, I needed some vegetables. So yeah, we've got kale and lettuce and purple beans and all kinds of different things. So <laughs> Awesome. That's great. No, but you know, it's yeah. I mean, I assume you're buying them from a local market or things like that, or a local uh, plants. Uh, I don't know planting, so I can't really say anything. Yeah, yeah. We just uh, we just decided to put some planters around, and then that's why we coined this the beer garden. Yeah. Uh, ah, it works. It's very kind of like being at a market. Yeah, <laughs> it's very kind of like chill patio. Uh, yeah, you're obviously next to a main road, but. It's great we're tucked away in the corner, which is yeah. really nice. Yeah, we got the wall behind us here, so we're trying to tucked away. Um, so yeah, it's a nice little spot, and we turn the lights on at night, and it becomes a quaint little area. So very awesome. It, yeah, like here, and I'm, I'm sure at some point when you can expand more, when there's hoping sooner than later less pandemic. Personally, um, yeah. You know, maybe do a trivia night or a bingo night or yeah, we're like that, planning so. them now. So we we just did our first paint night, which was fantastic. We had I think fifteen uh, ladies out here, and a lady named Wendy came and just kind of took everybody through these uh, beautiful like stencil boards and stuff. Had some beers, so that was super fun. We're working on starting some trivia next month on Thursdays, every other Thursday kind of thing. And yeah, as as COVID will allow, we're slowly just going to keep adding those music events and and all those little things to to give us more traction and also kind of just build, we built this to build a space for people to come and kind of be back to normal, you know, like come and have a pint yeah. with your friends and chat. And we've missed that so much. So yeah, we're just doing as much as we can to, to make a space for the community. And, and so far so good. Everyone's really liking it. So. Almost like a neighborhood craft beer bar when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. And uh, we're we're hoping that people keep coming out. And so far we've got, like I said, we've got our regulars and it's really uplifting to, to see the return, the return faces. So Kyle, your uh, plates are pretty unique. What, what made you come up with this design? Most of the stuff you see inside and outside has been kind of made or fabricated by myself with help uh, from my stepfather, Charlie. He's helped me a ton doing this. And then Jacqueline has learned a great deal. Um, they're pallets. So yep. when making the pallet uh, <laughs> patio that you're sitting amongst, we both, we made tables and everything. There was off cuttings. And I said, yet again, like, I don't want to spend money on wood. And how could I turn these into workable flights? So mm -hmm. we just started chopping uh, these boards up, kind of sanding them down, giving them a little bit of an ornate uh, fixed up look. Jacqueline was in charge of staining. So she picked a few different stain colors. And then we came up with those, just write some chalk boards over there. shows you what you've got on your, on your flight so that people don't ever just come out here without like a, a ticket or something. Yeah. We didn't really want to keep having to print stuff or write on paper. So you just have your flight there and then uh, look on the board and let you know what you got. Yeah, the, the creativity of the uh, flights or pallets, uh, as uh, people call them, or as we call them in Quebec. Yeah, we were saying that, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, 
each of you guys are different, and you mentioned like using leftover wood. Ian from Whippersnapper did the exact same thing. Yeah, his, we just met with them. Yeah, his, yeah. His fence was falling down. He's like, yeah, eh, they're that's, great. That's what I'm using. So. <laughs> yeah, and that's the that's just how you got to be when 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 things like lumber go crazy expensive. Oh my gosh. And this is a temporary patio. I just thought, like, how could I get this done? Like minimal spending. So mm -hmm. we reached out to one of our label suppliers, Digital Labels, and he had an endless supply of pallets they couldn't even get rid of quick enough. So I went truckload after truckload of Richmond Hill and I think it took me like four or five truckloads. Yeah. Zipped them all together. Some of these tables don't move because they're kind of the structural integrity of the rest <laughs> of the place. But uh, no, it worked out. And again, it kind of gives everybody a unique experience. Not often you're sitting amongst pallet yeah. tables and a pallet wall and uh, homemade barrel tables with uh, pallet plates. Yeah. <laughs> no, super cool. Uh, I, I always love the creativity of what you guys do. You know, our, our early interview uh, for Origins is the same thing. It's use leftover wood. They sat there and they hand sanded everything and they hand, uh, you know, uh, waterproof them basically and then put this in, had to route them each. I'm like, oh my God, guys. And they look, they look beautiful and you'd never known this was like by hand for hours and hours and hours and hours. hours. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's wild what you guys do. Yeah, it's, it's fun to see all the different, that's one thing I, I get guilty for. I'll be sitting there on social media and seeing what all, all the other breweries are doing. It's like, what do they got for flights? Yeah. Oh, skateboard. Oh, I see a little wooden plank. Okay, yeah. I always <laughs> love seeing a unique flight personally, but that's, yeah, you, it's know, fun. that's you know, obviously you're creative when it comes to creating your beer. I'm creative when it comes to, to this stuff. Yeah, so absolutely. this is both for us, yeah. it's combined, so <laughs> it's great. Uh, so, kind of, I know, let's say post-pandemic, which who knows when that's going to happen, but kind of, what's next for the Turkish Shoe brand? Obviously, a bigger space would be sweet. I think every brewery mm -hmm. ever in, in Ontario... next door decide to leave. Yeah, there's, 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 some, there's some things going on. There's a bit of a, a smaller space behind us that we would love to take, but again, it's just kind of making sure we don't kind of outgrow ourselves. We mm -hmm. still, we're still just in the soft launch stage. Um, with the pandemic, obviously, it slowed our launch down, so we can't really have one of the big events that we'd like to have. We're just finally planning our first big SOP for a car show. Um, but in terms of like expansion, uh, I don't got a lot of space in there, so I'm going to go up first. Maybe a bigger brew house would be a dream come true because I'm on two barrels. So as you saw, having 10 taps, two seltzers, and seven little fermenters, I, a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work keeping those 10 taps full. Uh, so a bigger brew house would be a dream come true. But uh, for now, we're just going to keep grinding out this little spot. It's, it's plenty for us. And uh, like I said, me, Jackson, our other partners yeah. behind the scenes. Um, yeah, we're, we're just kind of keeping the direction forward and uh as when when those expansion opportunities come we'll definitely be looking at doing that for sure yeah do, definitely don't try and go outside your means no exactly so, so far we've we've found a little a happy little medium um that's going to obviously get a little bit busier as we continue to gain some traction but uh, like i said as soon as those opportunities come and it makes sense to make those moves we'll, we'll do that uh, people want cans, and uh, yeah. I kind of I, I know how to run a canning machine, <laughs> so to say. So uh, it would take a bit of time to get the hang of it, but I think people really want cans. So getting some different packaging means is like one of the things on our radar. Um, and other than that, just like always getting better equipment. It's uh, a bit of a DIY brewery, <laughs> as you guys. I'm have personally <laughs> a huge fan of cans, and the more they're becoming coming on the market, me too. It's uh, yeah. It's just everything going to the beach. Accessibility, going to a yeah. It's, house. it's the, just the ease of use, right? Yeah. You just you can take a six pack of mixed cans and and try a bunch. Whereas like us, people love the jug fills, but if you want to mm. come and try four things and you only have two of your jugs here, then you got to kind of pick your 
pick which one you want to take home and yeah. there's always a new beer so that's something that people are always finding too they, they gotta yeah. try the new one and they want their favorite but there's this and oh, it's it's, it's a bit of yeah. a battle <laughs> it's uh, early on the uh, craft beer like expansion in quebec was like just growlers and the rules for growlers in quebec are very complicated you can only use the growler from the brewery you're at you can only do this you can only do that you can only do this and i'm like summer with my time and so one of the first kind of regular places i would go to i'm like when's cannon coming or when's bottling coming it's coming it's coming it's coming it's coming and then months later it's like we got cans i'm like this finally like as a as somebody who doesn't want to have a growl in their fridge and have to drink it within a week of it being bottled whereas yeah the quicker and the fresher the better mm -hmm. but if i could have this in my fridge for three weeks and not have to worry about cracking this and you know, if I bring home an 11% in a growler, I'm not drinking a growler in one sitting exactly. or else I'm falling asleep on my floor straight out. <laughs> so, so. That's one of the reasons we went with the 32 because we yeah. just figured 64 is a commitment. Like that's, it is. That's, you're cracking that and you're, yeah. you're making sure you've got no, no night plans or if you are, then you've got night plans to drink another growler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that's, uh, hey guys, uh, I have like three growlers and uh, football's on. Yeah, Come on exactly, over. exactly. So. People are liking the fact that it's two pints. So yeah. I think we're going to stick with the howler the, the howler size or whatever yeah. everybody calls them yeah. these days, but the half growlers uh, seem to be working. People like it that it's not too much. And then again, it's a quality thing. If someone takes home 64, they open it one day, they close it thinking it's okay, and yeah. now they've decarbed it, and then they try it and it doesn't taste as good. It's like, well, that would have tasted great off the yeah. tap. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I've definitely, you know, uh, as a progressive craft beer drinker, you learn that, as, especially with myself. I have a consumer palate, so... It's, I know what I like, I know what I don't, I can know when it's good, and I can taste when it's bad. Uh, I can't tell you what hops are in a beer, what malt build, or anything like that. It's just like, mmm, beer, tasty. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's the same thing. It's open a 64, and then all of a sudden, it's the beer's flat, and you're like, well, I just bought it last week. What, what happens? Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of this, and yeah, obviously those that's what for we're working towards for specific sure, reasons. For so. sure. And that's exactly it. We get a lot of people that, like that, especially if they haven't been here, they want to come. If they're on their way north or they're kind of camping and they want to grab something because they're at Sybil's Point, yeah. it, it'd be, it would be nicer for them to be able to grab like six different things. And then when they enjoy that, they can come back and grab more of the one they like instead of having to commit to like a jug. But again, we're, we're just starting. We're getting the wheels turning, so... We've got some things in our crosshairs, and as we, uh, yeah, as we develop, it'll just be kind of finding the right equipment. Like you said, you've only really been open five months. Five, so, yeah. I think uh, next weekend's five months or so. Again, the, the, the clock just seems to just keep spinning, though, you know? <laughs> We're almost into September. Yeah, well, uh, this will actually be out in October, so you're, yeah. uh, it's coming along, and you guys keep chugging. Like I said, your social media is obviously very prevalent. That's Jax. Uh, I, I yeah, just saw uh, her walk by. Jack I was going to tell her to come say hey. Obviously but filming the, us and stuff. I'm yeah. sure that we're going to pop up on your social media, which is great. We yeah. always appreciate that. So. Yeah, she's uh, she was very new to it. Again, never yeah. did social media at that uh, to that degree and just started watching videos, and she's taught herself how to basically run our entire social media. And as you said, like she's the reason why we get noticed a lot yeah. of times. So. She's, uh, she's great. Oh, please. Oh, it's okay. There's the wasps that are back. <laughs> awesome. Uh, us. So this has been a fantastic talk today. I really appreciate you taking time and your schedule to hey, speak no with problem. us about your brewery and your passion, obviously, today. Uh, I have no other questions for you, so let my audience know where they can find you. All right, guys. Uh, you can find us at 482 The Queensway. We are Turkey Shoot Brewing Company. We're in the Glenwoods Plaza, and if you want to give us a follow, we're on Instagram as Turkey Shoot Brewing Co., and our website's the same, so just follow us there, and... Uh, as always, just support local because that's what we need to do. So that's 
all going to be on uh, the episode notes. If you enjoyed what you saw today, subscribe and hit that notification bell. AllBeerInside.com is the website, at AllBeerInside on all social media. And as I say at the end of all episodes, drink craft, not crap. Not crap. <laughs>